A few years ago, we grew and sold a business that forever changed our lives. At first, we really struggled trying to figure out which tools to use to help run and organize our community. But that all changed once we discovered Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part, Kajabi doesn't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So you keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash M-U. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash M-U. Go to kajabi.com slash M-U and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. More and more entrepreneurs and investors are discovering the awesome franchise opportunities that exist across a variety of industries. Franchising can simply be the better path and interest in franchising is at an all time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Fran Bridge Consulting and a past Millionaire University guest is here to help you explore the premier franchise opportunities today. John and his Frambridge Consulting team are part of the largest franchise brokerage in the U.S. and have vetted the market thoroughly. Frambridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the franchise world, including both active and passive opportunities. From tiny homes to youth soccer to industrial hoses to pets, senior care to mental health, and more. John has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor and is a multi-brand franchisee himself. And he does more placements than anyone else in the country. Sign up for a free consultation call with John today or get a free copy of his book, Non-Food Franchising, at franbridgeconsulting.com. That's franbridgeconsulting.com. Available in the U.S. and Canada. It is rapidly changing everything. It's an arms race right now. You can now actually do text to video. Your results may vary, but it's getting there. Like I see for YouTubers in the next year, year and a half, being able just to type what they want for B-roll and it be created. Hey, hey, it's Eric Fisher again. Thank you for joining us again on Millionaire University. Class is continuing with my conversation with Jeff C. If you've missed the first two, make sure you go back and listen to those because this is a continuing conversation, starting with the conversation we had about creativity. And then we progressed in that conversation over to repurposing and the power of that. And now we're finally talking about AI and AI tools, which I know you've heard a lot about. This is from somebody who's been in and out of using them through and through since they hit the mainstream. And we're going to talk about the increasing use of content creation using AI, some of the ethical 
conversation and implications that happen with that and the impact that AI tools can have on your creativity. Jeff shares his insights on using AI tools in his business and recommends a bunch of specific tools for tasks like content creation, generating images. We also talk about AI and art and AI on podcasting and live video. And we also talk about the positive impact that AI can have in enhancing your creativity and your efficiency, because who who doesn't want to be more creative and who doesn't want to be more efficient? That's what the tools are there for, right? And then we get into some recommendations for AI tools and our experiences with those and using those tools to not just create content, but to tell a story. So if you're wanting to keep your hand on the pulse of the evolving landscape of AI and its impact on creativity, you're going to love this conversation. Class is back in session. Let's get to work. All right. We are here talking with Jeff C. Once again, we have talked previously about creativity. We also kind of then talked about repurposing, not just coming up with ideas, but then having a pillar piece of content or a pillar thing that you do and then using that and not leaving, in other words, using the whole cow. Jeff, it's been great talking with you so far, but I think one of the things that we wanted to dive deeper into were some of these AI tools and what they can do and what should we be thinking about in terms of our business and how we can use that. But before we go into those different tools, I know that when it comes to creativity, a lot of people are thinking AI is, especially we just came through a a writer's and an actor's strike in the year of 2023. And one of the key pieces in both those strikes was the use of AI by studios to replace writers, to replace actors. And I know that to a certain extent, that's one of the great things about AI, but it's also one of the worst things about AI. Right. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's going to be something that we're going to have to continue to talk about moving forward because it's getting easier to create all sorts of different like visual images. For example, I just I spoke about this subject at uh, Luma General's Momentum. And the funny thing is, is, you know, when you speak somewhere, uh, somebody introduces you usually and they have like a thing. And Lou was like, give, gave me this. Hey, this is Jeff C. I met him. Da, 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 da. And, I, and one of the things I was able to do is like, like, you know what, Lou? I don't think that was a very good introduction. And I was able to play an introduction with his voice and with all his inflections um, going over the top about how great I was, right? It was very, very funny. (laughs) But it was also very scary because I was able to clone his voice with two minutes of his podcast and get all his inflections and the way he says says things. So I used it for humor. Lou, I knew would be okay with it. But there's stuff now that you can do without any you know, permissions. And so there's going to have to be some regulations going forward. You and I both are comic book fans. We love comic books. It is really easy right now. I can create some amazing Batman images doing all sorts of cool things. I can create my own comic book now with the images that I can create from text-based, you know, image creation. Um, I have a little bit of issue with that, even because I love comic books and I love comic book artists and what they do. So the also the issue is where they're taking their data sets from. Are they use? Did they get permission from it? Is it fair use? All sorts of questions. The cool thing is, is a lot of these companies, even uh, OpenAI and Adobe, they have an incredible uh, in their Photoshop called Generative Fill, which you can do some really amazing things with. But they're only using to grab their data from data sets that they own from their Adobe stock that they've paid for, 
uh, artists. They've actually paid money to them. So they have the rights to use those images in the way they want. That's coming forward too. So that kind of stuff I re- think is really, really cool. I'm really kudos to Adobe for doing that. I feel really good about using Photoshop. I don't have any squeamy feelings and because I know that they've done that. So it is a great area right now. I have created Batman images because it's cool, but I haven't shared them out, if that makes sense. So I think I'm okay with with that thing. So, But you, you have to look and see, am I hurting artists by doing this? Or is it so far away from what you know they're doing that it's okay? So there's a lot of questions. So you've got to ask and answer those things yourself morally before we don't even... The government doesn't even know what the internet is right now. So, I mean, yeah. it's going to be a while before they figure that out. I remember when it was referred to as a series of tubes, uh, the internet, <laughs> yes, by politicians right. back in, right. oh, gosh, that's yeah. dating me, but a while ago. Oh, and yeah. so my, my thought is, is that there's a couple different places we can go here. I know that, number one, I know that your daughter works in your business with you. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that's helping you because you've got another person that can do right. work for you, but also- that also is kind of akin to what some of these tools can do. Now, again, right. the human element cannot be as much yeah. as you can replicate someone's voice, their tone of voice when it comes to writing. You can even do uh, it was still my wor- Yeah, it was still yeah. my words. Like I wrote what Lou, I wanted Lou to say. Right? Okay. So it was still me. Yeah. As we're replicating humans to a certain extent or things that they could have done, we can't fully we can replicate, but we can't replace. There's still human yeah. thought. There's human, still human heart when it comes to that. And that's something that every person, every business person needs to remember. But I think that's one of the key places that AI comes into small and large businesses is when you think about it, is it's fulfilling a role somebody else used to do and now it's doing or it's being used by a human to uh, another one of the things that it, that can be a roadblock that AI can help with is the blank page syndrome. And oh, I think yeah. that's one of the best things it comes up with. Again, you can you can ideate and come up with images and then use that and say, hey, I want you, you know, then actually hire somebody to create really good images. Um depending on what the thing is you're wanting to do, you know, commercially, et cetera. Um, Mm -hmm. Same thing with train it on your tone of voice and say, Hey, write me a draft of such and such. Like what's your thoughts on that kind of ideation stage uh, when it comes to these tools? So you mentioned my daughter. So my daughter and I, we use AI every day and she's actually using it to help get her tasks done. So I'm a big fan of chat GPT. I love it. I have the paid version of it. I use uh, also use uh, Dustin Stout's Magi, which I would highly recommend for anybody who uh, is wanting to dip their toes in AI and wants to pay one fee and experiment with all of those because he's able to pull those in and you can use, like if you're wanting to create an image, you can use Midjourney, uh, Leonardo, Dolly. And so that he, you can do all those with one fee. I am a nerd and I have a lot of different ones that I've been testing, but that's where I would start if you guys are wanting to jump into it. And a lot of people still don't understand or know it. And the same thing with the the open language, the large language models, you know, ChatGPT is the most famous one, but there's a bunch of other ones. Claude is another one that's really good that can ingest more information. So using it as a tool is what we use it for. We don't, it's not taking away anybody's job, but it's, it's let me do stuff that I don't want to do. Like I used to dread Thursdays before my show went out on Friday, I have to write, okay, the social post, I've got to write the emails that go out. I've got to write all these different descriptions. I've got to, all these things and I don't have to worry about it anymore. It just does it so fast. I've trained it to use my voice. I've trained it to use the way I want it to be used. And it is a tool. 
that I use now for that kind of stuff. And it has freed me up to be more creative. I'm able to do some short things that I haven't been able to do before because I just haven't had time. And this has really allowed me to be more creative. So I think we we look at it as a tool. I know a lot of people are like, it's going to take, you know, it's take what well, it's going to take my job and all this kind of thing. And there are some jobs I think that it will take away. Like, why do I need to pay somebody to do this if they can do this kind of copywriting super easily? And it's not cool. It's not, I mean, it's, it sucks for them. I get it. But just like right now, if I go out to outside, I don't see a blacksmith shop on every corner like it used to be back in the days where we had horse John carriages. They're still blacksmiths. They do good work. You still need them for, for shoeing horses and stuff, but we don't have as many as we used to. I think it's the same way with some of the, uh, the, the industry that's going to move forward. It's just going to have to change. It's just going to. Like, it's going to stink for some people. Uh, other people are going to use it as a tool. And that's the way I'm using it. Um, it allows me to create images and video and all sorts of things that I wasn't able to create before to tell stories. Uh, we mentioned this before. Uh, like when I talked uh, last year at Momentum about this stuff where I did the lose voice thing, talked about AI, is um, always before when I created a presentation, because I like to use a lot of visuals because I'm a visual person and that's how I work. I'd always have to try to find stock photos and pigeonhole them into my presentation. Like you're like, oh, this, hopefully they'll get the idea behind this. For this, this is the first time I've ever had a presentation. It was all original images and it was exactly the way I wanted it to look. It was so freeing. I got so many compliments. I'm like, that slide deck was amazing. I've never had as many compliments as that. And it's because I could tailor it to exactly what I wanted it to do. And I, it was so much fun. It allowed me to get my point across easier. Um, and, I, and I see this moving forward and I'm starting to implement that in all the ways that I tell stories across all my platforms. Like I'm able to use exactly the B-roll that I want to use for a, a video. Like I'll, I'll zoom in on a still of the thing that I exactly wanted to portray because I was able to create the image of it in a lot of these tools, these AI tools that have come out. I love the idea of using your own created images and, and tailoring them exactly to how you want it to be in your, your presentation. Um, I remember somebody sharing with me you, that sparked this idea. Somebody shared with me that they had, they had an outline for a presentation, but they hadn't made the slides yet. And they did something where they uploaded those, that outline yeah, does that. and it yeah. spit it out as a presentation. Now it wasn't like, I mean, you still got to, you know, go through right. and polish it make it your own. But again, it's get past that blank page. For some people, the blank page is, oh, I haven't made the outline yet. For, for others, it's, I know what I want to say and it's outlined, but man, the tedium of the slide yeah. creation is their blank yeah. page. So that's very, it's, yeah. it's extremely helpful. Um, well, well, even if it, to get started, like, you know, a lot of times as creatives, we'll see something in our mind or we'll have an idea and we're we can't articulate it well. Well, that's one of the great things about ChatGPT is you can throw that idea in there and say, hey, I want to create a set of questions around this. Help me do that. And then it starts it starts building. It's like you have this personal assistant bouncing things back and forth to you. And you can even ask it like, hey, if I'm not clear, ask me follow-up questions. And then you can type in those questions like, yeah, I meant this and I'm trying to portray this. And if you give it the prompt like, if I'm not clear on what you're wanting me to, 
that I want you to do, ask me a question and it will ask you questions. And then you can really zone in on what you're trying to do. I've used that for presentations before. Uh, one of the cool things, Eric, that I've done on a podcast before is I had two different people that they were coming on my show and I, I made the mistake of going, hey, Jim, what do you want to talk about? Hey, Chris, what do you want to talk about? And there were two separate things. I'm like, well, crap. How am I going to integrate this on my show? And I said, hey, ChatGPT, I have Chris that wants to talk about this. I want Jim that wants to talk about this. How can I make a show out of that? What are some questions I can ask? And it went and put them all together and made a perfect show, which integrated both those ideas. That to me was like mind blowing. I love that being able to do that kind of stuff. Now, one of the tools we mentioned some AI tools when we were talking about repurposing that in that conversation, uh, you mentioned Descript. When I, I want to talk about Descript and it's, it's AI stuff right. for a second in a minute. But one of the things that I love I, that I mentioned was cast magic. And I don't think I talked yeah. about how deep that goes. It's it pulls in a transcription, whether you when you throw it, whether you throw in you can connect an RSS feed too. by the way, you can connect mm -hmm. RSS feeds from different things and then and, it, and you don't automatically transcribe them. It just shows up there already and can click this one, this one, this one, and it'll pull it in automatically. So and what it does is it either takes that audio file, that video file. It starts by you can identify the speakers and then it transcribes it and then this is where the magic happens because it's cast magic. You um, basically what it does is it goes through and it analyzes, okay, well, here's what's being spoken at this moment and this moment and this moment, like here are the key timestamps and mm -hmm. things that are stated there. Here are potential um, titles for this. Here's uh, a potential, you know, summary newsletter talking about whatever this was yeah. here's. And, th and the great thing is, is that it's not just those stock ones that you can set up to have, all, every single time you drop something in, it'll run all those standard ones. You can also go to the mad, the cast magic community or see community prompts that people are asking other different things to do right. beyond that. You can even do something, which I think they call pages where if you have multiple pieces of content, audio or video, you can collect them together in one piece and then ask questions from those collected pieces. So like, for example, if Jeff and I had a conversation about creativity and repurposing and AI tools, I could pull all those together and then ask it questions about all three at the same time, not just a single, you know, one yeah. thing, one thing, one thing. So that's what cast, yeah. I love what cast magic does. That's one of, I mean, yeah. I was kind of blown away when uh, somebody showed it to me uh, six, seven, eight months ago or now. So yeah, I think I got it because you told me about it and I, and I use Descript for a lot of some of, some of the same things, but I'll, a lot of times for other clients and things, I'll drop it into cast magic and see what, it spits out to see if I like it better. It even has like, I think it has a threads, like one that it'll actually make a, 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 a description for threads, which is really handy. You yeah. know, to go to those different, uh, different platforms. I really, really like. Um, so you wanted to get some more things with Descript. Descript has some amazing things that have come out. They have AI built into it where you can actually ask questions during editing. Like you can say, Hey, take out my word gaps from like, if you have a podcast, it'll do that. One of the coolest new things that they have is um, find um, find clips where it'll actually find good clips from your show, which is just amazing. But the thing that has changed the most for me is they have a thing called Regenerate. Uh, they've had Overdub, which is their AI voice where I can train train my voice where it will I can actually go back in and just type something and it will say it in my voice, which is really, really cool. Uh, one time I shot an, an Amazon video and it was for an ice pack. 
and I said it was an ice pack instead of a gel pack. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to reshoot that again. So I was able to just go back with my voice and say gel pack in front of that. And you couldn't even tell. It was amazing. And it saved me not having to shoot another video. So that's cool. Overdub is kind of what made them famous when it was like first came out. Well, this new regenerate feature um, for overdub, you have to have your voice. You can't use other people's voices. I couldn't have Eric come on or whatever, but regenerate. What it does is I can put a, a split in the clip and click on regenerate. Cause a lot of times I'll fumble my word or there'll be a bonk on the mic or something like that. And I can't fix it. Well, now, even if Eric's there and he says my name wrong or something like that, I can click that button called regenerate. And before the split and the, the before the split and after the split, it will regenerate that piece of content, which is in the transcript. So it fixes things. Like if I drop off a word or if I bonk the mic or if, uh, you know, I mispronounce a word, I can fix it right there inside the transcript. It saves so many, so much time and makes me sound better and more professional. It's great for my clients because I don't have to go them and go like, um, you said this. We really need you to go redo this section again, which nobody likes to do. Uh, and you're able to do that right there inside of the editor. Oh my gosh, it's a game changer. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash MU, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash MU to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash MU. Want to know a secret? There's more to becoming a millionaire than making money. We talk a lot about building businesses and taking the road less traveled to achieve your goals. But the most successful entrepreneurs we know will tell you investing and growing your money is an essential component to creating wealth, which is why we're really excited about today's sponsor for this episode, Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. It's never too late to start growing, and it's never too early either. You've heard us say about a million times on this podcast that it takes small, consistent steps to build big results. And we love Acorns and how accessible it is to people at all levels of investment knowledge. So head to acorns.com forward slash MU or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Paid non-client endorsement may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. The important disclosures at acorns.com slash MU. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC. Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC. Member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Yeah, it, some of these things, once you see what it can do, it, it kind of blows your mind. Do you have any other examples of that where it's like you you taught something or you tried something with an AI tool and suddenly you were like, I can't believe it can do this. 
The the newest thing, because you know, Descript is a text-based editor. So like if you're editing a Word document, it will change your video or your audio or whatever. They have a thing called, I think it's called non-spoken words, where it's like if there's a gap between like if Eric is thinking and there's this space, it'll visualize it now in the timeline and I can highlight that and hit delete and shorten it right in the transcript, which as an editor makes things go really, really fast. Uh, so I really like that. The regenerate is the biggest thing and the, the AI tools where you can find good clips are the, the newest features that are coming out. But it, so I have a course about this and the problem is, is they change things so much. It has been so hard to get this thing done because they keep changing things and adding all these really cool features. So that is the, the one thing uh, for, for their AI tools that I think is really, really cool. Um, on the visual side of things, like we were talking about podcasts, all of our podcast uh, artwork for the last, I think, year, maybe year and a half, are all AI images. They're all custom AI images. I My daughter has been doing that for me. And so we use a tool called MidJourney. And if you now have the paid version of ChatGPT, um, you can have Dolly 3 is inside of there, which you can use to create artwork. They're both really good. I tend to like MidJourney better. I think they have better, um, uh, just they, the images look better. And the coolest thing now that has come out with MidJourney is if you put text in brackets, it will actually do the text. So before it would always look jarbled and weird if you had a text on an image, it just couldn't use it. Now it's starting that you're able to put text on image, which is amazing. Um, the other big tool, as I mentioned earlier, is Adobe. Their generative fill is spectacular. You can do things now like, uh, a lot of times with AI, if you had an image on MidJourney, their hands would be all garbled or there'd be like, you know, nine digits or something really, really strange. You can bring that into um, Adobe Photoshop and just highlight that area. And it kind of does this in painting thing. And you can have all these different um, versions of the hand and you can tell it what to do. Like I want it pointing towards the sky and it will make that. And you, you can actually fix things inside of there. And you could like, if I had a picture with Eric and I, like at Hollywood Studios, uh, in Florida. And I said, I don't want Eric in there. I could just highlight Eric and take him out. I mean, there's all sorts of cool things you can do now. It is really rapidly changing everything. It's the, it's an arms race right now with visual AI tools. Um, another cool thing is you can now actually do text to video. Um, you can actually type in video. It's not a long video and it, it's, you know, your results may vary, but it's getting there. Like I can really see, for YouTubers in the next year, year and a half, being able just to type what they want for B-roll and it be created. I think we're getting there really, really fast. Interesting. Uh, you know, obviously, again, we're talking about not replacing humans, um, right. but uh, augmenting. We're, we're going to be cyborgs, in other words, when it comes to these tools. <laughs> well, you, you think about what um, the last Indiana Jones movie um what they were able to do with, I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, a lot of people didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, the uh, but, Dial of Destiny. And I think yeah, you're referring to the beginning segment of the movie yeah. where it's Harrison Ford playing the part, but they have de-aged him using AI technology. And they actually went back and took footage from when he was younger doing Star Wars stuff and old outtakes of Indiana Jones and able to map it with the lighting to his face. It looked spectacular. It looked back, you know, I mean, it's not, there's been de-aging before, but this is the best use of it. So I'm, I get why the actors are wanting, like, this is my face. I want to have rights to it. I get that. Like I can see it because 
it was very, very convincing. So that stuff is happening quickly. And there's tools now, even as lowly just internet content creators that we have access to that are really, really getting good. And that you can, you know, you mentioned that the human element's not going to go away. Like there were artists who worked countless hours on making that footage look correct in, in that Indiana Jones movie. I mean, there was a lot of work that it wasn't just to click a button and it happened. There was artistry, rotoscoping, all the stuff that had to happen in there. Um, but for us as creatives and content creators and business people, it's allowing us to do our, our jobs easier and more creative. I just think that's what's happening. It's, you know, we're getting a, a new uh, palette to paint with is what it feels like to me. We've gotten more colors in our arsenal. Back in the day, I remember when I designed in high school, I was doing a class and I was having to draw one little bit on the screen to make a, you know, a really interesting block house on the, the old uh, Apple IIe computer. Now what we can do with Photoshop and digital painting and all the cool stuff, it's just another tool set that we have to as artists to create and as businesses to speed up our process so we can be with our customers or we can actually create better products for our customers that we don't have to, to rely on stuff. Like we still don't go, most people don't wash their clothes by hand and hang them up in, you know, outside to dry. Some people still do, but most people don't. I still think that's with business. Like the businesses who are going to succeed and continue to innovate are going to adopt AI to make their processes faster, help with customer service better, um, all those things, there's still human elements going to have to happen. They've got to oversee it. It's not going to be Skynet, but uh, it's there are going to be some changes and there, there's going to have to be some rules set forth. Like there's got to be, as a digital artist, a way to watermark your image that they can't steal it. Like it can't be used to generate stuff later. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff has to happen. There's got to be some sort of, I think, copyright or, you know, act that happens that will protect artists from their works being used, you know, in ways that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Two, two other um, instances that I can think of one that involves AI and one that doesn't, but kind of points to this. Um, let's go to that one first. I don't know if you've, you've probably seen this where Disney animators had reused animation, but just for an entirely different movie. And it kind of feels like that, right? Where you've got Jungle right. Book and I'm trying to think of what the other one was. Yeah, I remember they used the same kind of motion. Well, you see it playing kind of side by side where you've already got it done once. And then you reuse it and it's literally decades in between, right? right? But you've got, I don't know, I think it was Robin Hood. There's as examples where it was Jungle yeah. Book and Robin Hood and other different Cinderella and Snow White and different things. And it's like, you know, we've already done the work of mapping it out. Now we just kind of reskin it, so to speak. But there was still somebody redoing that right. animation. It's well, just that a good, it got them there faster. A good example is remember the He-Man cartoons and all that? Because they, they would use that same pose where he oh, would run. Yeah. They, yeah, yes. And, that they would constantly re and Hanna Barbera did the same thing with a lot of their stuff. They would reuse the different parts to tell different stories. And I know I'm, I may have a very naive view about this, but I, I like it because I can tell stories better. I can do my job better. I have time, free time better to be more creative and do more projects. And I see businesses doing that. I, the only reason I don't think it's happened as much because people still don't understand it. Like they still don't know how to use it and the power of it as that trickles down throughout business and society. I just think like 
you know, I mean, AI is one of the biggest things that's growing right now. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it is really a, an arms race. It's going crazy. Well, that gives another example. Spoiler alert for the latest uh, summer of 2023 Mission Impossible movie. I haven't seen it yet, so don't spoil it. Are you kidding? You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. Okay, then never it. mind. I'm not going to say it, but AI plays into the plot. So, oh, so I'm now excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you'd be interested in it now. And hopefully yeah. others are too. And and actually, that's not a real spoiler. You kind of find that out in the first few minutes, and it's kind of cool. And you're like, oh, where are they going with this? So, and it's only part one of two. There's a second one coming. I know. At some point. That's why I hadn't so, watched it. I hate yeah. having to wait. But um, another example was the Beatles. They yes, could. They cool. had three songs that were demos of John Lennon's. And back in 1995, the three remaining had gone over and they would used those demos and then added their own flourishes and da 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 da. Came up with "Free as a Bird" and. Real love. Well, there was another one that they couldn't separate the piano from the track of John's singing, John Lennon's singing in this demo, because I've watched the short video documentary on this and they just couldn't do it. The tools weren't there to separate it out with any fidelity to it, any quality right. to it. And what happens is, is fast forward to now. And uh, why am I blanking on what it's called? Um the, the song. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's the last official Beatles album or, or Beatles song. Right. And now George is gone, obviously. But Ringo, although George, they had done some work on it. So there was some of George's work for it that was there. And then Paul and Ringo come in and take George's stuff. And then the now clean, more beefy, better sounding vocal track from John Lennon removed that piano that was kind of garbledy. And then they can create this last Beatles track that all four of them play on. And whether you're a, a huge Beatles fan like me and think, you know what? I liked it and I liked the video. Yeah, it's, it's not good. amazing. It's good enough. It kind of caps right. things. I'm great. I'm good with it. Others who are like, this is a travesty, whether it's for the <laughs> the use of AI, first and foremost, or just the kind of commercial like, okay, going back to the well again, kind of a thing right. to it. That said, the tools and the opportunities the tools give us is really more the thing. And I say all that to say, I saw a musician who had posted a little promo about a single or something he's got coming out and it was a video and it was kind of made with AI and they made it themselves. And somebody commented and said something like, oh, musicians and artists are losing their jobs because of this. I can't believe you did this. He's like, this is like going into the studio like the Beatles and learning all the new tools and doing cooler, newer things with it. It's yeah, still yeah. using a tool is the key I want to address. And you're going to you're always going to have people who say it's not as good or it's not as great or it's like it's not it's cheating or something. But like, you know, we had records and people still like to go buy records had a huge resurgence because it was a, a thing that people like. And I see that that could be the same thing. Like one of the things that I and I've said this before is that because of podcasting and live video, which we both do, is I think our jobs are pretty much safe because you can't replicate this yet. There's something there where I know somebody in my audience and I can make a comment about it. There's something intimate about me being in somebody's ear on a podcast, about you talking to a guest on your show and having, you know, the kind of this bounce back and forth and the imperfections that it is on a podcast or a live show. Those can't be replicated right now by AI. So I think those kind of things are actually going to be elevated because people want to have those experiences. Like, I really think it's going to be hard to trust the written word that we see on our socials. And having these kind of things, I think, are, are great. For me, images 
tell a story anyway, and it doesn't have the same thing as a written word. So that's why I like using things to, because I can create exactly the podcast artwork that I see in my mind. I can create exactly, you know, my presentation that I want to with the visuals that I want. So to me, it's kind of a different thing. I don't want to take away from artists. I want to be able to use the the skill set that I never could have before to paint something that I could actually make it now is really, really cool to me. It's like I've like gone from Play-Doh to now I can actually make stuff, a sculpture. So that's really cool. The thing that people struggle with is like, I don't know how to get what I think onto the page. And I wanted to, before we kind of wrap up our last kind of things, I want to give a tool that I really found helpful for creating images like in Mid Journey or Dolly. There's a lot of people selling prompts now and all kind of stuff, but one of the go-to ones that I use is called freeflow.ai. That's F-R-E-E-F-L-O.ai. And it actually gives you prompts for different styles and artwork and all sorts of cool things that for free that they have created that you can see, like you can look at different eras. If you want a kind of a stock photo style or you want a, a cinematography kind of style or everyday selfie, pixel game art, all sorts of things that are there, but it will train you how to use prompts for image creation as of now. Now this can probably all change, but for now, I really like freeflow.ai to get people started on how to prompt for creating visuals. That's cool. Cause again, that gets you past the blank page portion exactly. of the prompt creation side of things, mm-hmm. which again is another, it's all about that black page. It's all about getting beyond like your stuckness with your thought yeah. processes and your patterns. We all as people, as business owners, we have this idea and yet we don't know how to get past that first hurdle of translating right. it and communicating it, whether it's to ourselves or to others to then act on it. Right. And this kind of gets you started because I, mean, I don't know all the different camera lenses and the F-stops and all this stuff. And this can kind of help you get a like a cheat sheet to those to create those great images that you may have in your mind, but you've never been able to actually make before. So it's a great place to start. Yeah. I can't help but think of the word artisanal that people have yeah. thrown around and bespoke. Right. And, and again, part of the beauty of, you mentioned LP records and that there's been a vinyl resurgence right. with right. all the electronic music and everything. And even, you know, moving to eight track, to tapes, to CDs, where they all had their moments and their benefits, but that this vinyl had this warmness and this human soulness or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, It's real. And even for that matter, live music, people do it performing in person and the experience Mm -hmm. of things. So I don't think any of that's going away. And in fact, I think it draws more of a contrast between the two to where we hold those moments and experiences as unique. And, you know, as people, that's what we want to create for others. Yeah. And they griped about when vinyl came out, the old vinyl stenographs or whatever they cranked up that they thought it would take away from concerts and stuff. You know, they thought it would be, it would kill live performances because you could buy those records and have them anytime you wanted. And so that hasn't come true as well. So I don't think art's going to go anywhere. I don't think creators are going to go anywhere. I think it's just another, like I mentioned before, another palette of uh, colors that they're going to be able to use to tell their stories and create their art. Yeah. Well, It's an ongoing discussion and just wave of technology and innovation as we continue to touch on this and keep going. You're one of the people that's constantly using these tools and discovering and sharing about it. I'd love to direct people to where they can connect with you and find out more about you and all that you're doing in your business. 
Yeah. So if you guys want to know more about Descript, which we talked about a lot and has a lot of these tools that Eric and I are using for like live video and podcasting, you can find out about my course at jeffc.com forward slash Descript 101. That's J-E-F-F-S-I-E-H forward slash Descript 101. That's Jeff C. And C is spelled S as in Sam, I-E-H, just like my mom taught me to say it. I uh, would love to connect with you wherever you guys are. I'm Jeff C across all the socials. Awesome. Jeff, thank you so much for sharing every time you've shared. It's built upon the last time and it's extremely helpful. So thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for having me. As we wrap up this episode, remember that the rapid advancements in AI tools are not replacing human creativity and heart, but rather they're enhancing our potential for innovation and efficiency. And we can embrace those opportunities that AI presents us for freeing up our time, unlocking new forms of expression and enhancing your creative process. I would definitely take Jeff's advice to heart and explore the AI tools that'll elevate your storytelling, your visual content. And just remember that your unique voice and vision is always at the heart of what you're creating. So let's embrace the future of creativity and these new tools with caution, yes, but enthusiasm for sure. And let this conversation inspire you to explore, create, and build your business and innovate in ways that you never thought possible. Hey, Eric Fisher here, and if you love the conversations and lessons happening on this show, and you've heard my voice before, you'll love my show, Beyond the To-Do List. It's a podcast about productivity and getting things done in all the areas where we wear multiple hats and roles, but also about the true meaning of productivity, living a more meaningful life. Look, you've got a never-ending to-do list, but add this podcast to your to-do list and it will help you tackle the rest. Go right now, wherever you're listening to this, and search Beyond the To-Do List and hit follow or subscribe. Start listening and get that boost for your productivity that you've been needing. Again, that's beyond the to-do list. Search in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.